Well, if you've been uh, tracking along here as uh, we've been uh, going through the book of Exodus, you might be wondering what Second Timothy has to do with that. Well, it's all the Word of God, but I thought uh, today I kind of wanted to uh, uh, take a little um, side course here away from Exodus for the day as we, as we think about uh, um, just how God has blessed us with uh, the women in our life and those mothers and grandmothers who have, who have um, taken to task the, the responsibility, the, the, uh, the undertaking of, of guiding along the, the development of character and uh, the, the growing of, of gifts and abilities within us and, and also the, the um, fanning the flame of the gospel of Christ in our life as well for many of us. And we're going to open up to 2 Timothy and actually look at a young man here who, who came to Christ and uh, was walking with Christ um, in large part because of a grandmother and a mother who invested in him the treasured truth of Christ. Now, the, we're going to look at it specifically as it, as it relates here, kind of in the context of Mother's Day and, and the role that, that Timothy's mother and grandmother had in his life. But the reality is that that responsibility is not solely that of mothers and grandmothers, of course. It's the responsibility of all of us that we, as we've been entrusted with the treasured truths of Christ, that we also seek others to entrust those treasured truths to. And in this particular case, it was Timothy's mother and grandmother who undertook that in his life. And it transformed Timothy's life as a result. And um, so we're going to open up to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3 to start out here this morning. And I, I'd like to... Uh, to begin us out uh, in prayer. Father, as we open your words this morning, we ask, Lord, that by your Spirit that you would interpret these words for us, that we might understand them to the full measure that you would have us to receive it today. That through it you would reveal more of yourself to us that we would become more acquainted with you, that our faith would be deepened and strengthened. Lord, also, I thank you for um, those mothers and grandmothers and, and women here who have, have just taken seriously the call to share the love of Christ and the message of the hope of Christ. And Lord, as, as they did in Timothy's life, Lord, so they do now in Lord, we ask that you would bless them today as we look to your word. Lead us into all truth. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. Paul, we see the, his affection for Timothy. Now, just a little context, the uh, the Apostle Paul has really taken Timothy under his wing to teach him and train him, uh, both 
as a follower of Christ and as one called to minister to others. And so Paul is training Timothy to do just that, and we see Paul's great affection for Timothy here. I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, as I, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, dwells in you as well. One of the things that is, I, I think, such, a, such an encouragement coming from the Apostle Paul to Timothy is a recognition, recognition of Timothy's sincere faith. Um, in the original language, it actually kind of says it in, with the negative kind of spin to it. So, like, for instance, um, I could say, you're tall, or I could say, you're not short. So the negative is, you're not short. doesn't mean it's negative. It's just um, the, the sort of negative version of saying the same thing. And in the original language, it's more of that negative, like um, your faith is not hypocritical. Like your faith is, um, is uh, not disguised. And so this, that's, that's what Paul says to Timothy. You have a, a faith that is, is uh, it's not hypocritical. It's, it's easy to see through your life and it's genuine and real. What you believe is playing out in your life and it's evident that you believe these truths that you have been entrusted to you. It's a contrast really from what Paul is later going to um, warn Timothy about. As Timothy's call is to be one who preserves and declares the pure gospel and teachings of Christ. Um, Paul warns him about those who are going to challenge that or offer a different message. In fact, later on in 2 Timothy verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 5, the Apostle Paul makes this comment. He says that there are some who have the appearance of godliness but deny its power, which is quite different than the compliment that Paul gives to Timothy, that Timothy has a sincere faith, but there are going to be those who claim to know God who claim to be operating um, for the glory of God, but have none of the substance of one who actually is. And we see that Paul makes a note. I mean, I think this is just a, a wonderful way, really, to honor, um, and, and I think shows, shows something about the God who made us, the God who saved us, and the God we serve, that for all eternity, we have two names that are preserved for us. Lois and Eunice. We don't actually encounter them too much in Scripture. Um, we know from Acts chapter 16, verse 1, that, um, that Eunice is a Jewish believer. Uh, Timothy's mother is a Jewish believer and that Timothy's father was a Greek. We're not really told much about Timothy's father. Um, we don't know much about Timothy's uh, uh, family here. But what, is, what Paul mentions here in his letter to Timothy 
And the fact that he's writing this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in which God has preserved this for us even today, that Lois and Eunice are treasured in the sight of God for their faithfulness in what had been entrusted to them. Paul says that this sincere faith that Timothy is living out was a sincere faith that first dwelt in his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice. Timothy has learned from his grandmother and mother and not simply by, we, we know from what, uh, what we're going to look at in just a second that it wasn't just a passive learning that, that Timothy happened to be alongside him and just, you know, as they trusted Christ, he just got to see it, which is certainly part of what happened. Timothy got to see what a sincere faith looks like as he watched his grandmother and his mother walk through each day through the stuff of life. But they also did something else in Timothy's life. If we look at chapter 3, verse 15 of 2 Timothy, The Apostle Paul says, um, verse 14, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ. Sacred writings are, of course, Scripture, which would have been largely, well, pretty much only uh, the Old Testament at this time. Timothy's grandmother and mother shared not only their faith and love for Christ in their day-to-day activities with Timothy and modeled that for him, but also invested in him and trusted to him the Scriptures. Psalm 119, verse 8 says, How can a young man keep his way pure? Right? It's, It's by the Word of God. Walking, knowing, and walking in the Word of God. Timothy's wise mother and grandmother who loved the Lord above all things passed on to Timothy that which had been entrusted to them and that is the treasured truth of God, the Word of God. What's interesting is what Paul is going to charge Timothy to live out, Timothy has already seen, modeled, by his grandmother and mother. Now Paul is modeling it as well for him as he continues to train Timothy here, but Timothy has already witnessed what Paul is getting ready to tell Timothy he's he's to be about doing. Timothy has already witnessed this within his own home because of his faithful mother and grandmother. 2 Timothy 2, look at verses 1 and 2. Here's what Paul is working towards telling Timothy he's to do. He says, you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Lois and Eunice received the word of God and trusted in Christ and what had been entrusted to them, they entrusted to Timothy. So what Paul is telling Timothy to do, to take that gift that he's been given and entrust it to others, he has already been a recipient of that. He's already been living that out. He's already seen that modeled even within his own home. 
Well, let's keep going here as we continue on with verse 6. The Apostle Paul then says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. Timothy is charged by Paul to wisely steward and guard the treasured truth of Christ that has been entrusted to him. Now, it came to Timothy by way, to begin with, by way of his grandmother and mother. I don't know who that treasured truth came through to you. Perhaps it was a mother or a grandmother. Perhaps it was a father or grandfather. Perhaps it was a neighbor. Perhaps it was a Sunday school teacher. Perhaps it was a coach um, or a friend. But that treasured truth came to you through somebody. That treasured truth that can be traced back to the apostles, to Christ, to God the Father. It was God the Father who sent Jesus Christ the Son who passed on to the apostles and entrusted to them the treasured truth of God, that God saves through Jesus Christ. And He gives life. And He restores. And He teaches us how to walk in His ways. That we would have a life that is full of His joy, His purpose. And they passed that on to others, like Lois and Eunice, who passed it on to Timothy, who was faithful to pass it on to others. And you and I are in that long train of faithful witnesses who have been entrusting others, as Paul tells Timothy, entrusting others with these treasured truths. And Paul charges them with four things here by way of being a good steward of that treasured truth. One is to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you, uh, in you through the laying on of my hands. Now, we're not told really what this gift is, but that God has given Timothy a gift. Um, we know that Timothy is, is being called to be in a position of leading and teaching um, and uh, even being a um, kind of a standard bearer of the truth here among his culture. And so, whatever it was that, that Paul is referring to here, what he's saying to Timothy is, put it into practice. Don't, don't stick it in your hip pocket. 
Don't, don't keep it to yourself. Don't suppress it. But live out this gift that God has given to you. Put it into practice and begin living it. And he says, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So in other words, what God has given you here in this gift, don't be afraid to put it into practice. Don't shy away from it. For what God has given us by way of His Spirit is not fear, but power and love and self-control. Fan it into flame. The second thing is, he says, do not be ashamed of the testimony about the Lord, uh, nor of me, His prisoner, but share in suffering for the Gospel by the power of God. One of the things that Timothy is going to encounter if he is going to be proclaiming um, the treasured truth of Christ, that is that God is saving people by faith in Christ and the teachings of Christ, which are um, when, when Paul refers to the good deposit and these things that are entrusted, the teachings, um, the sayings, what he's referring to is the gospel, which is how we are made right with God through Christ. And also along with that, how we walk in the ways of Christ. So it's, it's representative of really all that, that Christ was teaching, all that the Scriptures reveal to us about God who saves us and calls us to walk in fellowship with Him. And so here Paul says, do not be ashamed because as you do that, as you commit yourself to preach the Word of God, to teach the Word of God, to show people what it looks like to have a sincere faith in Him, you're going to be falsely accused. You're going to uh, be called a fool. You're, you're going to be made a mockery of. And he said, don't be ashamed of the Gospel. Don't ever give in temptation to feel guilty of doing wrong, which you'll be accused of if you preach the Gospel. Don't... don't uh, Feel, don't ever feel like the fool because God has entrusted this treasured truth with you. And it's going to sound like foolishness to those who don't know Him. And so He says, do not be ashamed, but share in the suffering of the Gospel by the power of God. We're going to double back around to that, but Paul recognizes that if we're to, if Timothy is to be a faithful and good steward of the treasured truth of Christ that's entrusted to him, it's going to happen by the power of God. The third thing that he says down in verse 13 that he charges Timothy to do is follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Um, there's a, something similar to this in verse 14, when he says to guard the good deposit entrusted to you. But I think what, what Paul is saying here first, when he says, follow the pattern of sound words that you have heard from me, it's an encouragement really to continue in the sincere faith that Paul has said he recognizes in Timothy. That you take the treasured truths that are entrusted to you, the teachings of Christ and the message of salvation, and you live it fully that you hold to it, that you hold fast to it, that you don't waver from it, 
And he says, in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus, that you stay rooted and grounded in those truths, then that you live it out full of faith. That your life is characterized by faith in Christ and the love of Christ. And so in this one, uh, follow the pattern, it is a, it is a call to, to live it. Live it out, Timothy. Keep living out that sincere faith. Verse 14 then, he says, By the Holy Spirit who indwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. This is a call beyond just the personal nature of our walk with Christ. And it is, it, this goes into um, Timothy's responsibility as one who's been entrusted with these truths, who now is going to entrust it to others, that he preserves the purity of the message of salvation and the teachings of Christ. In fact, I'm not sure how you're, uh, if you have the English Standard Version or if your translation maybe is a little different, but the, what gets translated in the ESV as good deposit, um, I actually I like that because it, it, it does bring to mind that there's been something given to us, um, entrusted to us, that we're responsible for. But beyond that, what, what I think the ESV doesn't give us maybe a great understanding of in, in this translation is that um, the word talk, Paul's talking about a treasure. Something extremely valuable. And so Paul is saying you've been entrusted with a treasure from God. Guard it. Preserve it. Do not allow it to be tainted or altered, but allow it to fulfill its purpose in your life and in the lives of others. So he has these four charges that he gives to Timothy to fan into flame the gift that was given to him, to not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, to follow the the pattern of, of teaching, to continue to live out his sincere faith in Christ, and to guard the good deposit, this treasured truth of God that's been entrusted to him. What Paul is understands, what Timothy is understanding, and what we must understand, is that the treasured truths that God has entrusted to us, we will one day give account to God for. What did we do with those? God has entrusted to you, if you are right here right now, you are receiving more of the treasured truth of Christ for which you are responsible and accountable to God for what you do with it. Regardless of your age, regardless of your occupation, regardless of whatever, wherever you're at in life and whatever your experiences may have been, today you are receiving more treasured truth of Christ. And you are responsible before your Creator for what you do with that. Romans chapter 14, verse 10 says, Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God, for it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Each of us will be responsible for what God has entrusted to us. 
including, and, and uh, at the top of the list is, what did we do with the message of God's salvation through Jesus Christ? When God says to us through his word and through others like Lois and Eunice and the Apostle Paul, whoever those people are in our life, whether it's a relative, a friend, a teacher, a coach, a total stranger, that they have imparted to us these truths from God, the message that God loves us, He created us in His image, He loves us, and we fall miserably short of deserving to enter into His kingdom. And yet He has come from heaven to earth to lay down His life for us on the cross to pay the full penalty of our sins against Him he took that on Himself through Jesus Christ so that we might know Him and live forever with Him to be forgiven and set free from our sin against Him. And what we do with that knowledge and understanding will determine whether or not we enter the kingdom of God upon our death or we enter into God's judgment. And those two things await us. Hebrews tells us that it's appointed for us once to die, or we get one life, one death, and then the judgment of God. And that judgment of God either falls on Christ, our Savior, whom we believe in and trust in, or it falls on us. And if God's judgment falls on us, we will not pass into His eternal life. We will not enter the kingdom of heaven, but only through God's judgment being applied to Christ, our Savior. We will be held accountable for that. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 echoes that, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. What have you done with that treasured truth that God has entrusted to you? And it really doesn't matter if you're 8 years old or 80 years old. If you're hearing this today, the question is the same. God's giving you a gift. He wants you to know that He loves you and He has made a way for you to be saved from His judgment so that you can go to heaven and receive His gift of eternal life with Him free from suffering, free from the sorrows of this earth, free from the, from the pain, free from guilt and shame. This is the gift that He offers to you through Christ. What have you done with it? What are you doing with it? Are you believing it? Are you receiving it by faith? Saying, Lord, I believe and I want to know You more. I want you to forgive my sins. I want you to help me know what it means to walk in your ways. I want to serve you the rest of my life. And I want to enter into the kingdom of God when I pass from this life. Or are you rejecting it and keeping it at arm's length? Are you living it? Have you said, I believe, and then really put it into practice? That it, your faith would be a sincere one like Timothy's? Timothy embraced it not just intellectually, but it, his faith in the Lord 
changed his entire life. He's now being encouraged by the Apostle Paul to suffer for that which now he believes in Christ. Are you living it? Are you sharing it? Paul calls on Timothy to entrust this to others as it's been entrusted to him. First by his mother and grandmother and now by the Apostle Paul himself. These truths are being entrusted to Timothy and then he's going to turn around in chapter 2 and say, Timothy, you entrust these to someone else. Who will in turn trust it, entrust these things to someone else? So are you sharing it? Believing it, living it, and sharing it. Well, here's the beautiful thing that Paul mentions here um, a couple of times. Um, I think three times in some, in some way, shape, or form here. That it is God himself who dwells in us and guards the treasure of truth that's been entrusted to us. We have a responsibility before our Creator for what we do with it, but it is God who will give us the power to live it out sincerely and to hold to it, to preserve it, to guard it. He says in verse 14, By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. So we have both that personal responsibility because Paul directly calls Timothy to guard it. Right? But he also says, by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. Ultimately, it is the Lord who is the one who guards this deposit that's been given to us. But we have responsibility to rely on Him, to trust, with him, trust in Him, to walk with Him, to surrender to Him. And so the most powerful thing Timothy can do to guard this good deposit that's been entrusted to him is to surrender and submit his life to the Holy Spirit. To continue to trust in him. And that is the way that he goes about guarding the good deposit. These truths, gospel and the teachings of Christ that are entrusted to us as they were entrusted to Timothy, they, those truths came through someone else. For Timothy, it was his mother and grandmother who were faithful, faithful witnesses in his life, faithful to teach him the scriptures and to live it out, a sincere faith, that he might not only hear the truth, but see what it looks like when it's applied to a life of one who loves God. We've received them from someone else, these truths. For some of us, we, like Timothy, have a, a faith in Christ that has changed our life and is a sincere faith that we are seeking to live out every day. For others, you've heard these treasured truths, and for whatever reason, um, you have decided not to walk in it. Maybe it's an intellectual thing for you at this point but it doesn't really touch your life all that deeply. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you've said, well, I don't know, the wisdom of the world is different than what God is telling me here. I'm not sure who to believe. Um, I'm not sure what it is that might keep you from really having a sincere faith in Christ. 
but someone has entrusted to you these treasured truths for which we will all be held accountable. And those truths were passed on to them through someone else and so on all the way back to our Lord Jesus himself who continues to speak to us through his word. So whether these treasured truths came through your mother or grandmother or neighbor or friend, what will you do with that treasure of truth entrusted to you? You know, one of the greatest things that we can do which Lois and Eunice took seriously and recognized, the greatest thing that they could do for Timothy was to entrust him with the truths of God, the message of salvation, the knowledge of who Christ is, the scriptures. And this is really the greatest treasure that we can pass on to another. When we read the scriptures and we see Paul's encouragement to Timothy, I believe we are really intended to receive this also, not just as words to Timothy, but as words to all those who would walk in the ways of Christ. So he says to Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. This is what I believe we were all called to. That we take the treasured truth of Christ that's been entrusted to us, we believe it, we live it, and then we entrust it to others in the process of living it out. I want to thank all of you women in this church body who have taken that to heart to pass on the treasured truth of Christ that has been entrusted to you. And in so many ways, big and small, you have made an effort to pass that truth on to others by modeling it, a sincere faith, by also imparting the words of truth, the sharing of Scripture. Um, thank you for doing that. There are many of us who are sitting here today because of, uh, because of a woman in our life who took seriously their faith in Christ and the call to entrust that to someone else, and that someone else was us. And we gather here today, recipients of the grace of God through Jesus Christ because of someone else who entrusted that to us. So how can we best honor whoever it was in your life who entrusted this truth to you? It is to do what Lois and Eunice did. It is to do what the Apostle, the Apostle Paul did for Timothy. It is to do what, the, what Paul calls Timothy to do and trust this message with someone else that they can entrust someone else and so on. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. And I want you to know for whether you're a mother or not, that for all of you women, that you are a treasure in your Heavenly Father's eyes. He loves you. 
He created you in His image, and He cherishes you. And He calls you to walk with Him by faith and to pass on these truths to others. And He is delighted when you trust Him by living that out. So the Lord bless you today, and may you know how much He loves you today. And I hope the people around you will remind you of that. But if they don't, just know you have a Heavenly Father who does not fail in that department. And He loves you and cherishes you even as you are today. Warts and all, He loves you. Father, we thank You for Your great love and kindness extended to us. That You love us and cherish us. And Lord, I thank You for the women here who have taken hold of the gift that you've entrusted to them, the message of the cross, and they've sought to live it out, an example of a sincere faith to the rest of us. And then have taken that, Lord, and sought to entrust that message with others to pass it on and share it. Lord, I ask that you would bless them for being faithful witnesses and stewards of the treasure entrusted to them and that you would empower them and keep them, Lord. Help them to guard the good deposit that's been given to them by the power of your Spirit to uphold them, to protect them, to help them to persevere and to trust you to to live it out and to pass it on to others. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, like Paul said to Timothy, what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. May the Lord bless and keep you as you look to live out and share your sincere faith in Christ. And for, um, I want to just remind all you ladies who are endeavoring to do that, that you know some days feel like a win and some days feel like a fail. But the measure before the Lord is going to be just being faithful to keep plowing that field and sowing that seed, regardless of the fruit you think you see. Um, You are pleasing and glorifying your Lord day by day as you do that. And may he keep you and remind you often of how much he treasures and delights in you. Lord, bless and keep you. Happy Mother's Day. And don't forget potluck downstairs.